0: For the Kayaks. No, no. Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at New Radio. all the touching, Save your life.
1: everybody it is Wednesday it's high noon crazy sounds are happening in the universe and it is time for the AltaCast here on Mutiny Radio Uh, Latoya the Sheriff of Truth should be joining us via phone at some point today but we actually have special guest in the house Matthew Quirk
2: hey am I on yeah absolutely is this thing hot.
1: Yep, you are super hot. You are absolutely hot. So hot. He has a show this Friday. At Pam Jazz's Comedy Clubhouse.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah is right. Three o'clock.
1: New, new materials are still making fun of millennials.
2: Uh, is there a difference? There's just new things to make fun of them about constantly. That's also, true. they haven't all heard it, so uh, I gotta keep reminding them. Right. And here's something else you gotta think about. You know the idea, like in comedy, when people, you make a joke and people are like, oh, too soon? Oh, uh uh-huh. Well... Thanks to the handheld information device that we all carry with us. Yes. That there is no too soon there anymore. There is no too soon. Because, yeah, That's people funny. are, like, thoughts are in and out of people's heads in a second. Right. I mean, I could make a, a, a joke about something that happened two weeks ago, and everyone's like, what? What, what are you talking about? What do you to? mean? Yeah. I yeah, could make I a joke about historical figures, and people are like, what? You?" So you don't jump on it right now. It's either buried or lost or distracted. Sure. Out of people's minds.
1: I know, and I don't even have a smartphone, so I'm not even a real person.
2: Well... This is really going to help me when the apocalypse comes. Right. It makes you more real.
1: I feel like when the apocalypse comes and people don't know, um, and we're, like, scrounging for building materials, I think that I would like to make a house out of discarded iPhones. Just, like, for bricks. Not, like, flat lights, like, up and down ways. I don't know how strong they are. Uh, But it'd sure be pretty.
2: Yeah, it would. It would, um... Be probably the second best possible use for them. Uh, the first being never invented in the first place. Right. Actually,
1: well, it, it's it's funny because it's like we it's it's meta it's meta thinking. So when um, when there was the phone, okay, before the phone, well, there was a phone and it was in the it was in the wall, mm-hmm. but then. There was Star, Star Wars and they had a flip phone and you're like, communicate. Star Trek. Boop, Star Trek. Star Trek. Boop, boop. And then that's like the precursor. So once the idea is created in fiction, then we just have to back the technology up. It, it just takes time. So yeah. it's like now we see movies and everyone's in the sky with the touchscreen technology. It's, it's on its way. It's already going to happen. It's already just yeah. flipping your finger through the air and you're touching shit. Yeah. And I'm like... So we just become like little radioactive. I guess we're already radioactive. I don't know.
2: We are radioactive. Because
1: people with the iPhone also, no one considers this. And it's funny because years ago, iPhone, all the phone companies, whatever, they suppressed the knowledge of how much radiation your phone actually puts out. And uh, San Francisco as a city tried to sue to say, no, no, we want to know. And everybody lost. They're like, nope. So iPhone actually recommends that you have it two feet away from your body at all times but that doesn't make any sense Yeah. because even if you're holding it two feet away from you it's still touching your hand
0: yeah
2: exactly and um, <laughs> so are you are we all walking around with our hand you know at a right angle to our body constantly no that thing's in your pocket it's in your pocket You know. it's
1: near your balls or it's up by your head or people use it as their alarm clock and they put it under their pillow it's like Radiation, But we just don't even think about it anymore. That's one of the reasons why I don't have one is I don't deserve nice things. Uh, But it's a tiny computer in my pocket. I I don't...
2: I'm glad we're moving on to the future and you're still keeping that idea alive, suppressing women and not deserving...
1: Well, no, I mean, I'm making a joke. I I know, I I know. (laughs) So I'm piling on. (laughs) Yeah, good. I mean... I just don't think that we, I just don't think 12-year-olds need a computer in their pocket. I don't think they're responsible enough. And that's what we're teaching people, too, is, oh, get the insurance. I dropped it in the toilet. Oh, it's smashed. It's a fucking computer. I think that we should value the technology that we have instead of just, like, willy-nilly, I need, I have an iPhone 9, but I not, need an iPhone 10.
2: Not just value that. The whole system uh, needs a little more. Uh, you, you know what this thing is primarily made out of? I mean, maybe not by weight primarily but like impossible to function without rare earth elements oh right and uh we keep on making a new generation and a better version and a more quick thing that's already like beyond our ability Wait, to tungsten notice or something the weird. time difference like when you have to go to a, if you had to go to an encyclopedia and look things up it would take minutes even if you knew exactly where you're going, sure. Uh, this takes seconds, and we're frustrated. It's not faster, right? Exactly. And and then there's a new version, and we chuck these things and get another new version. But right. we're, we're we're using precious elements in these throwaway capacity. Right. Someone pointed out a long time ago that we, we make one-use items out of permanent shit.
1: Right, like like um, fucking Straws, plastic bags, like
2: Sunny Delight. Sure. Those, those coffee, Kirk. Kerger or whatever the fuck. Right, goes. Keur- Co- Keurig. Yeah. yeah, Keurig, those coffee things. Sure. And just the... Plastic,
1: I- yeah, uh, plastic bags, even just children with lunches and sandwiches. Why We used to wrap them in wax paper and yeah. put a little bow around Utensils. it. Utensils. Yeah, yeah, all of it. And now we're like even... I mean, I get it that there's a whole green movement where they're like, we're making... we're making plastic out of potatoes Yeah. but why don't we just use metal and just keep washing it Uh, we're just so
2: lazy yeah and and, uh, styrofoam well
1: this is an interesting thing because all of this new technology has made it so that we have more leisure time I mean do we but well because we fill it up and we watch TV well how much TV do people what well, TV wasn't even invented there wasn't there couldn't be a TV in the 1800s because people were too busy like being farmers and trying to stay fucking alive yeah like when you have to make your own butter and churn you know if you have a cow you have to milk it twice a day yeah it's just a thing like you can't not milk the cow uh, so yeah. there wasn't there was no time Actually, to like watch TV it was like exciting stuff it was well, like oh,
2: we have time to read a book <gasps> that's not necessarily factual you, oh apparently in medieval times people had lots of leisure time even the peasants really because you're not uh, you know you plant then it grows you're not doing too much then you beat your wife then then you harvest that's you a harvest. big work time right then you need lots of
1: children you need to birth lots of
2: children to help you with the harvest but then it's harvested
1: right and then, but then you have to give your money to the to the feudal well, lord or well, whatever.
0: Well, we have to do
2: that now anyway. That's so sure, some things, you, some things mean nothing. Like, oh well, they we had to pay taxes. Well, we pay taxes now. That's not a thing. Right. Uh, but like once it's harvested, here comes winter. Hey, nothing to do till shit thaws. You, but you, I mean, you didn't I eight-hour Days. You didn't have. I read Laura Ingalls Ingalls Wilder
1: weeks. and they had to do a lot of shit like but even during the winter pa I mean, yeah. had to go out with a gun and shoot deer and yeah, shit like sure, that sure
2: but that's not 40 hours a week thatching the roof is not an eight hour day well, maybe the, it's one eight hour day but like there was tremendous amounts of downtime and leisure time in those lifestyles really even now hunter gatherers like they go out and find pygmies and such like that and they are often hanging around Hanging around. Like not, I mean, when it, time for a hunt, you got to repair your spear. like all those things, well, sure. And, and
1: it, you know what, it does make sense because if you're looking at like a Maori tribe and they have all of those tattoos, it takes a long time to do a handmade stick and poke you know with the old school they have these crazy long to, things and they I mean yeah,
2: it takes the, a long time ask Theo Hall it takes time to get a tattoo and you gotta <laughs> have like the time to sit and around and that's
1: with the gum but I'm talking about like old school stick and poke like yeah. Maori but just aboriginal shit
2: yeah anyway, you slice it it yeah. took time to sit yeah. there and, and have the tattoo
1: and then to have it heal and to take care of it so yeah. uh-huh, even the
2: yeah. idea that we can tattoo everybody in the tribe has to come from we have time we have
0: time
1: yeah, but, I, okay, so, but now, I think... I mean, that I'll still happen. take
2: flushing toilets uh, Yeah, over well, that, I love any, flushing any toilets. Time.
1: Those are the best. Um, I'm not too... I love flushing toilets. But I think that women were sold this idea in the post-World War II or whatever that um, we can make things easier for you, and so you have more time, like TV dinners or, like, cake mixes or like... Because
2: cooking... The washing machine.
1: The washing machine. Right. Exactly. We used to have to wash clothes by hand, mm-hmm. to mend clothes by hand. Well, now we just throw clothes away and get new ones. But, I mean, that changed this idea of what, how much time one has because it was the technology that gave you leisure time. But now, I feel like we're doing bullshit with our leisure time. Like, we're not... I mean, you're trying to stay alive in a van <laughs> <and> doing comedy. <laughs> and, I mean... I don't have my own Netflix, but I do think I burn too much time on the TV, but let's see, yesterday, before I went to bed, I got home from the band that I taped, yesterday was a big day for performance, I went here to a bar to host that show, and then I went to go tape Asada Messiah at Hemlock, did you know Hemlock is closing? No. It's it's closing, it's crazy. I know that great Monday open mic is going to be gone. But so I did... And then when I got home and it was late, I think I watched maybe like 15 minutes of... TV before I like was like okay I'm sleepy, yeah. so I watched 15 minutes yesterday, which I think is pretty good. But I think the average American watches like five hours a day of
2: TV or something. Oh for sure something like that. It's something uh, crazy. So before we get too off of this, yeah. Why is Hemlock closing? They're just
1: I don't know. I, it's such a cool venue and so it's been great for so long yeah. and.
2: But there's a lot of competing. Maybe the owners have hit that age or someone finally hit the price that they wanted. Like you know we all.
1: I mean Polk Street where it is is an incredible area with lots of. People and that and, building is great. There's that back room that they have great right, bands. They've got a nice got smoking, that smoking section. section. The only thing that sucks is their bathrooms with the weird curtain, and you could be sitting on the potty, and you're like, "Hey!" I mean, and the girls, it's like, "Look, I'm here on the toilet." Um. Anyways, just because girls always have to sit down, but I think in the boys it's the same way. Yeah, it is. Uh, but they're closing. So I, I didn't really hear wireless. I wanted to ask people, I asked some people, like, what are you? how do you feel about this? And they were like, it totally sucks. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely, totally sucks. Um, but we don't really know the reason. But it, it makes sense that someone would want to buy the building, sell the building.
2: Well, I think there's a competing reason why it's being closed. I mean, um, as I mean, comics, enough. we are constantly... Um, you know, reminding people to survive, uh, to support local comedy, to support local art, support local um, entertainment. And it's just so easy to download. Or, or you know, get that Netflix uh, one-hour special of some genius comic, and that's your oh my God. comedy so, entertainment. Uh, Whereas suffering like through it, I don't think they're that you, good. You don't. But what about the masses? I out saw there? the
1: Ali Wong one only because last night it was on at the bar before but, I started my Mexican but still, bingo.
2: Your average I person, that yeah, me. your average person will do that while they're do, you know while they're answering their emails or whatever. And, and that's their entertainment. They don't need to go out there and suffer through an open mic, you know, or find a venue... Um you know, that's got to be a competitive thing, and the musicians have got to have it, it's too. It's exactly
1: what you just said. Yeah. Hemlock Tavern's closing is a microcosm of music venues all over SF. This is from KGO. Uh, a longtime San Francisco concert venue is closing to make way for condos. More than 15,000 bands have played at Hemlock Tavern on Polk Street, but the bar and small music venue will soon be torn down so a new housing can be built. Housing.
2: Just what we need.
1: It's sad. Now that this and chemos and Red Devil is gone, I don't think I'll have anywhere to play, said Hemlock Reg tavern regular chris carcinogen (laughs) when hemlock first opened in 2001 carcinogen would come and play his electric bass guitar with punk and noise rock bands now 17 years later he's soaking up the last suds before the bar bar is demolished and converted into a 54 unit mixed use condo building you know ever since i moved here everyone has always been like it was better then it was better here it was better there I think change is just what happens, said Carcinogen. We provide people an avenue into San Francisco that allows for adventurous music to meet adventurous fans, explains uh, Mikkel Ross, who started working at Hemlock as the fill-in sound guy. Now Ross is the manager, that is, until the bar closes on October 6th. Hopefully, people will get the idea that this is a vacuum that needs to be filled, and they'll make new space for adventurous music to happen. Oh, like Muni Radio?
2: well they say mixed use what's the mix mixed on?
1: use oh it's going to be condos and apartments
2: yeah that's mixed and, and, and downstairs <laughs> that's the same thing and, twice yeah and downstairs will
1: be downstairs will be a expensive um eight dollar pressed juice bar and you know yoga hot yoga studio it's the same thing that's going to happen to brainwash is still sitting there naked and empty because next door is you know that big hoity-toity fibbity fab, the thing they built, and they don't want us dirty comedians and ex-heroin addicts walking around when they're, you know, all the people moving in, I mean, they're going, they're working at Twitter, they're working at Google, they're making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, and they're young, they're like under 35, and they've got all this money, and I see them at Costco, and I see them, you know, and I'm just like, hey, I guess must be nice, but, you know, support Live, but that's, that's the thing—is everyone wants to live in San Francisco because it's so fucking cool.
2: But but it's only uncool cool. Uncool people are moving. Lo- lo- yeah, it's only cool as long as places like Hemlock and uh, cl- long-deceased Club Kokomo. Oh, remember Kokomo? Oh my God, that place was so great.
1: And now that's housing too.
2: And it's just one thing after another. There's one right around the corner here from Cell Space. Do you remember Cell Space? I do remember Cell
1: Space, and that's being turned into stuff.
2: That used to be the Roller Disco. Right.
1: That was so fun. Roller Disco. Big. Gone. So, it sucks that it's permanently closing due to the building being torn down.
2: Whoop-de-doo! And, yeah, so they say stuff like mixed use, but, like, the mix is not really a mix. And and what's being lost is the type of thing that, um, you know, I think people don't realize it's going away. They don't realize the oh, sacrifice. No. Well, I mean, there used, no to be a place, Some,
1: there used to be a place called Sacrifice as well. Remember Sa- that one? 30 or <laughs> younger sacrifice. moving in
2: here for the first time or maybe visited here once and moving in here does not recognize the larger change that's going well, on.
1: They still see the taquerias, so they're like, the mission is so cool! And, you know, and they're like, I'm slumming it with my $12 burrito! I get it, I'm but like,
2: it's, They used to it's, be five bucks. I get it, but it, it's the idea of... Of like, you know, everyone's drinking the Kool-Aid on this. Like, I, I remember dealing with this when I drove for Uber. Like, isn't it great? It's like, no, it's not great. It's a fucking shit job. I'm on my ass the whole time. Traffic sucks. It's a great service, but it's not a great job. Right. And, and... Well, we're the new
0: butlers. That's,
2: that's the thing is that there's a service industry. I call it the bartending of the modern era. Is driving well, it's, Uber.
1: I mean, we're the old butlers, though. Like, people used to be in service. Like, they would be, if you were a rich person, you had servants. Yeah. And if you were not, you tried to become genteel enough to be able to wear a suit and work for madame or whatever Yeah. and provide them whatever the fuck they needed because they had money. And that's what still happens is that there's this, They. they I think that the United States and our government likes to snow us into thinking that we have freedom and choice and we can move ahead we're still the service people the people with money still have money and the people who are servants are still servants even when we go to college and spend lots of money on education and then we talk about what about our ROI my return on investment blah 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 well it just it doesn't if I mean if you're if you aren't already connected in whatever, good luck trying to be an artist. I mean, it would be great if we lived in a meritocracy where the better you were and the harder you worked made a difference, but it's all who you fucking know. Yeah. And it's about trying to get to know the right people. If you don't know them, get to know yeah. them because and it has even, nothing to do with your talent it has to do with who you know and that's the problem is that for so many years I think that we're taught that this is America it's a meritocracy and you can pull yourselves up by your bootstraps and the harder you work the better it's gonna be and it's like no it's about how rich your dad is and right. if he has rich friends that want to buy your book right. it's not about you being a talented fucking writer yeah
2: all that I mean you know so my my brother is actually a published author cool and he's and he's like, not
1: throwing you a bone
2: well, he's only a published author. He's not like in charge of right. publishing. What about his in agent? Mm-hmm. Should get an agent. Um, don't get me off topic. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to make a point. Uh, all those things used to be more true, and the time that it took for it to become less true has sort of taken enough time that no one can really remember. I mean, I think I'm the generation that can remember then and now as opposed to, like, my dad's generation who doesn't really know what the now is like, and the people who are now don't really know what it was like, so... You know, and certainly when they look in their peer group, oh, that guy works really hard and he is doing better, but they don't understand the larger picture of like, yeah, that's your peer group of upper middle class people or connected people. And sure, I mean, four people at the same job, one person works harder is very likely to do better than the three people who aren't working that hard.
0: Unless they're buddies with the boss, exactly. And, and
2: but all over the place, it's like politics is still yeah. what does it. it. Yeah,
1: it's it's. But also, it's all, what's the word for it? Fil, it's not. It's filial. No, it's when your parents. It's uh, the, nepotism. Nepotism. It's nepotistic, not meritocratic. Yeah. Mer- yeah, yeah. Meritocracy A- and merit. and
2: and certainly the idea of breaking out of your class from hard work is right. like an illusion. Sure, and, and I
1: mean unless you're like oh Iron Rand and Hor- Harold Rourke the Howard work the guy who's like I'm gonna work in the quarries and I'm the best designer ever but just I don't care and nobody knows it and I'll just do
2: this I mean the the idea that if you just worked harder and got another job you'd become a millionaire well it's It's just bizarre like no you would just be in a fucking two minimum wage job.
1: it's boxer from animal farm I will work harder I will work harder and it where does he end up glue factory they sell him down the river for the glue factory from, for the glue factory money when he gets sick instead of taking him and they lie to him and they say that you worked so hard we're going to put you out to pasture in this amazing big rock candy mountain and they don't they sell him to the motherfucking glue factory yeah and that's he, something and is, oh, i will work harder it tells you what happens to those who work hard
2: yeah it uh you know and i've seen it over and over again where people who are promised you know, you take a pay cut now and we'll hook you up later are constantly sold down the river with like housing bubbles and um, Sure. You know, Enron style rip offs and, uh, you know, people just selling out your your 401k stuff right from under you or just canceling. I mean, that's what there's constantly lawsuits now about like Caltrans and such. I mean, maybe not them exactly, but of all these institutions locally that are like, oh, well, we can't afford to pay your pension now. And it's yeah, like
0: screw exactly. you. Like the MTA, uh, the that's bus the deal we made. I got you. Yeah.
2: And so constantly, you know. So in my jobs now, or any dealings I'm dealing with people, it's like, oh, the more or the later, you know, more now, you know, more now or or, or more later. I'm like now because later you're going to totally blow off, or, right? Or just not, live you know, this idea, you know, it's even. Well, ble- it's like
1: if you get if you win the lottery, do you take? You know, a hundred thousand dollars every year over twenty years, or do you take the lump sum?
2: You take the lump sum because in three years, that lottery thing might find a loophole where they can c- declare bankruptcy and keep all your winnings. Right, you, you, uh, you
1: take uh, the money now, even though the government's going to take. More than fifty percent of it.
2: Well, they're going to take about fifty percent over time, anyway.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah, so you're not really getting over on that. But it's just the idea of like, man, these guys can skate on you in a couple of years when they still owe you, you know, seventeen more years of. of um, Do you have God. any four hundred
1: and one Ks? Are you at all prepared for the future? The future is now, and you don't care.
2: Uh, it's it's not that the future is now, but my, uh, of course I care, but I just don't trust a single one of them. To actually not pull some fucking bullshit. I mean, just look at the, what the Trump administration does now, and I believe it's to ingratiate their friends. They'll sort of pick a company. Uh, Trump will say something nasty about it, and um, their stock will lower for a week.
1: They'll right? buy it. It's called
2: They'll, it's called insider trading. Right. They'll buy it up, and then it comes back up. And but there are people in that in that shrinking moment there are people who get edged right out of it like up all your money's gone because the stock went down and i just you know there's a saying in poker if you don't know who the sucker is you're the sucker Yes. And and, and uh, I can't walk into this thing. Oh, it's magic. You just put your money in this thing and it makes money for you. I'm like, wait a minute. How, where, who? And then it's like, oh, they diversify it into all these things. So even if one thing goes down, it's unlikely they'll all go down. I'm worried about going down. Wait a minute. They say that. So who am I backing here? What is my money backing? A little bit of Monsanto, a little bit of Burger King, a little right. bit of all these companies that I do not support in my real life. Right. So what's the fucking purpose for me? What's the moral and ethical purpose for me to get involved in those plans? Because Layer after layer is things that it, I don't trust or don't support. But
1: we've been taught that you have we have to save money in some specific way because the future is upon us and what happens. Now for me I'm not terribly concerned because I'm poor. Uh, so it, it doesn't it doesn't matter because I have I'm so poor that I have Medi Cal anyway. And and honestly this is something I've been telling people, I uh, it there are two things I can do with my life and I figured it out and thank God I have a master's degree. I can oh. make I can either make over forty two thousand dollars a year or I can make under sixteen. Either way, my lifestyle in San Francisco will be identical. Yeah. If I make over 42, they're going to take 33% in taxes because I'm single. I'm not going to have food stamps anymore, so I'm going to have to pay for that. I'm not going to have medical anymore, so I'm going to have to pay for that. I have health issues. All the time that I have to deal with.
2: We're humans. We're, we have, it we It happens. Got and I'm to getting f- older. I'm almost forty-four. Right. We have nothing to look forward to but health issues. Right. No matter so, how healthy you are now, it's going to go downhill eventually.
1: But if I make forty, so let's say that I go get my teaching credential credential back, and I work my ass off with a bunch of fucked up high school students or junior high students yeah. that don't have, just, that are just the few whatever. Let's
2: just gloss over all the stress and aggravation. Right. Yeah. But it's and but, get but right that's the, the thing is
1: that if I make. Any less than forty-two thousand dollars a year, it behooves me to make under sixteen. If I make anything in between, anything from seventeen to forty-one, I'm fucked. Yeah. Because now I have to get a second job just to survive. Yeah. Because my first job should be enough, but it's not enough. So then I'm working way harder. I'd rather own the radio station. You know, today I was like, oh, I got it. I woke up at ten thirty. Oh, woe is me. Yeah. Like. <laughs> but i would rather be poor but that's i figured out the loophole and you, i can
2: live not just figured it out you're you're able willing prepared to live like that because there are some people who they don't care how many albatrosses they tie to their neck they're convinced it's better
1: but live like what i would have the same if i made forty-two thousand dollars a year i would have to be i'd be able to afford the same apartment my lifestyle will be the same i would yeah. probably drink the same amount of alcohol and spend the same amount of money it's just that i would have so much more of my monetary you know whatever fundage put into health care and food and
2: yeah. taxes. Yeah, I, I get it. So uh, so you asked me about my future. I got two things to say. Um, first of all, I don't trust that financial future offered. And I've seen, like, it, my dad got jerked around for his. And, and I've seen other people get screwed over. And some people just got, you know.
1: My grandma lost, like, 90% of her and, and money that she had saved over her life.
2: Yeah. At, and, and In and the it, stock market. And it happens... A lot. I and mean, she was old. Murdo,ff Bernie Madoff, and all that sort of stuff. They so made anyway, off with all our money. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> good one. So, uh, so you ask what my preparation is, and you you hit upon a thing about like, thank God I have my masters. Okay, there was a, a saying in the African American community generations ago that uh, education is the one thing they can never take from you.
0: Uh,
1: of
2: all the bullshit that this country will pull on the black man and black. I thought woman, you were going
1: to say something about masters. Uh, no, because black. No, people you had racist. Masters. Yes, he did. They uh, had masters. I, ra- not okay. racism, so, it's not racism. It's history. All right,
2: so let's, let's Okay, back to the point. Back sorry. To the, <laughs> and uh, masters, so, education. so yeah, my education too. And on that note, I'm getting more into handyman stuff and construction stuff, so that I'm just more knowledgeable that I will be. Endlessly employable As time goes on
1: Do you Have you ever wanted to Start your own business Is that something I've done that sort oh, of you've thing you've done that sort yeah. of thing I'm,
2: I got one now It's just me though Right I just don't have employees
1: I have this amazing idea For a business Yeah And I want Jonathan to do it And I feel like you guys Could work together on it I'm like should I tell The whole world on the Alticast? Probably not No no not. no How about
2: you, I'll you, just I'll just tell you yeah. Ron, uh, Jonathan, Jonathan over it's, for lunch It's or
1: something. like The best idea With this new With the new green economy That we're dealing with My okay, idea well, is
2: Okay, and on the the second thing I wanted to say oh fuck keep on
1: I ruined it you said education you can't take education away from you for for Um, us our ability to do things and read
2: right so I'm educating myself on usefulness and use of tools and techniques and how to build things and fix things because
1: in the apocalypse
2: Uh, and and even if there's no apocalypse being like useful will be the best thing if
1: you can change a door handle
2: yeah boom right and a um,
1: light switch like these are things that People don't know how to do anymore. No one knows. That's the other thing is that these new kids, these millennial kids, I think they watch a lot more food on TV, but they still don't know how to cook. Like, they everything the is eating out. Everything is eating out like or delivered wild. or whatever. They have no idea how to, like... I mean, they love... It makes me crazy when I see people, like, spending $17.95 on French toast, like, for... You know, at a brunch thing because French toast is the easiest. It makes no sense to go out for French toast. You can easily make it yourself, and it's like
2: yeah, the idea of only going out to eat for things you can't make yourself. Right. Really I mean,
1: expensive. hey, if you're gonna get an eggs Benedict, I understand. Hollandaise is hard to make. It's also time consuming, and I mean, it's I mean, I know how to make it, but it's you know, it's difficult. But if you go out, I get it. Anyways, these little snowflakes, they don't know how to do anything, and their little computers like, I'll help you.
2: See, you ask me if I'm going to make fun of millennials or do new stuff. And look at you. You're, you're, you're halfway into my set. Yeah, uh, no, for, <laughs> I mean, I make fun of them, too. I've
1: got my one millennial joke about the World Cup. And it actually... That's a good goes,
2: one. It, thank you. I like That's that a that really chocolate. good
1: one. Uh, speaking of jokes, I'm not sure if this is a joke or not, but we'll diagnose it. This was sent to me in the mail. It says, July 16th, 2018. Mutiny Cafe and Radio. I-Team. I don't know what that means. And it's to us. Dear Sir... Okay, so you're assuming that a dude runs this. Thank you. My daughter has been missing for months. There has not been any physical evidence of my daughter for months. There was no news or radio media coverage this about my daughter bummer. being missing or being found. Is it real, though? I believe there is a lot of foul play going on in my daughter's death. Why did the police department alter, and they spelled alter wrong, A-L-T-A-R instead of alter, alter the missing persons report? Not Alta. Yeah, AltaCast, AlterCast. My daughter's name was misspelled. I never signed the report at all. Someone forged my signature on the report. I am being threatened on social media. I have been stalked in the Chicago and... Page break, or paragraph break, Forest Park, Illinois. Someone is trying to keep me quiet about my daughter's death. Is this a poem? I feel like this is like a William Burroughs cut-up or something.
0: Like, let's see who this is. Oh!
1: That's a private call. It's probably Sweet Gail. Uh, not not going to. we'll see Maybe she knows something about this daughter. These people do not want to be exposed. Rosemont, Illinois, has been harvesting organs and body parts. People are coming up missing and never heard from anyone. I came forward to let all the people of the world know it's my daughter they're trying to make disappear. I have tried several legal agencies, the FBI, and other sources to get help. Why is it every person I contact refuses to help? Because I have no idea what they're talking about.
2: Yeah, uh, I hate to be insensitive, but what the fuck is that? I know, it going? I, I want to know
1: if it's real. Uh, me? Question mark. This case seems to be very high-profile case. No one will go near it or touch it. I know the police are doing a voiceover with my daughter's voice because I'm looking at the photo of her in a casket. I know Antonio when I see her, no matter how they tried to change the appearance, he appearance, this hasn't gone through spell check, I know my daughter when I see her. I know Officer Hagen was lying to me about Antonia. There are a lot of people involved in this body organ scam. I spoke up and everything is just going out of control. I want to turn this into a poem
2: I want to uh, uh, I'm trying to figure out what um, you know English is not their first language I'm trying to figure out what their first language is by their misuse of our language because like different different like cultures and ethnicities sort of fuck up English in particular ways I'm just trying to See and if I can place.
1: The, there's a thing here. It just says Antonia L. Evans was the female body found in the freezer at the Crown Plaza Hotel in Rosemont, Illinois.
2: Why do you have this?
1: I, they sent it to me. Mutiny Radio and Cafe. They must have seen us and been like, this is news. Put this on the radio. I mean, I have no idea.
2: Illinois?
1: Illinois. Missing person report on Antonia L. Evans is RD, RDJA 528381. She has her real stuff. I mean I'm not gonna do anything about this because I don't want them to come after me.
2: Yeah, right. Anyway, yes aren't your uh, organs a little pickled at this? Yeah
1: well, I, I know my right kidneys really bad. nobody would want it. It gives me pain all the time.
2: Uh, I remember uh, what I was going to say. Yeah, uh, go ahead. This oh. is
1: not as interesting as I was thinking.
2: Uh, another thing, I have this argument constantly with my overly, you know, people who do well in this system just can't stop talking about how great the system is. Uh, you know, like, mm-hmm. And uh, one guy in particular is always talking about, like, you know, uh, uh, capitalism is this, you know, boost for creativity. And I'm like, no way, <laughs> uh, you know, as, as. You know, you've managed to find your way of living how you do in order to be more free and more creative. And, you know, you've had to make certain sacrifices and like, oh, I either was like below this or above that. But then if I'm above that, I'm so busy working and stressed, I'm not doing the things I want to do. And it's like the idea of like capitalism making creativity, I think is wrong. At best, it makes you a little scammy. Um, I don't know if I'd call that creativity, necessarily. Well, yeah. I mean, but also, I've, people I've who'd creative. like to be artistic, if I have to fucking get up every day at 8 o'clock and go to a job, I'm not allowing my creative juices to go. I'm stuck on this fucking treadmill. Right. You know, like the yeah. idea of being able to just, like, drift off and reimagine the world. <laughs> and, and I,
1: I wrote um, my first novel almost entirely at work. Um, <coughs> but I would... Um, I would still be working, but I would like, I had to be on a lot of conference calls and I wasn't paying attention anyway, so I figured out a way to... I would
2: qualify that as a scam. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So I,
1: but I took the phone and I would rubber band it to my head yeah, so that I could type the whole time and I would just write stories or work on my novel while I was supposed to be paying attention. I ended up leaving that job just because I was like, I want to be a writer
0: or, or or whatever. Yeah, but now like call to run...
1: unavailable? Th- I don't ever answer a call that's unava- that says unavailable. Who, who answers a thing? That's like scam likely. Yeah. That says, that's what phones say now when someone calls you and you don't know the
2: number. It says scam likely. Good. About time technology started working for us.
1: Yeah, right? Uh, well, so yeah, creativity is stifled by... It's the same thing. It, it goes, it harkens back to Virginia Woolf's room of One's Own," And she says, in order to be a fiction writer, in order to truly create, you have to not have to worry about where you're living in your food source. You should have a small stipend so that all you yeah. have to concentrate on is your work, is your art is your writing, is your jokes, is what, yeah. whatever you're doing. But she was saying specifically for women. So men at those times were given a room of one's own, you know.
2: Yeah. Um, well, the, uh, yeah, certain, I mean, I, I it, it varies because there are some people who are like, oh man, if I didn't have to struggle, I wouldn't have.
1: I think but, that college I, was originally like that. The reason you go to college is that you have a room of one's own and all you have to do is concentrate on your studies. Yeah. And your if it's art, then it's art. But if it's literature, then you know. And that was the idea behind it but now in order to go to college sometimes you have to have so many jobs that you can't even participate well in also college totally is
2: for want. a job like you go to college now because i'm studying to be a restaurant management you know hotel and restaurant management hotel manager yeah and and um you know so like the idea like you know, if i went to college to be an artist or to just, you know, get... My parents would have yanked me out of there so fucking fast.
0: Yeah, I have a... You know, my you've undergraduate. got to do
2: something that's going to lead to a job. It's going to be... You know, uh, you know now, now having grown up and see all the things that lead to jobs, it's like, man, I could have just been a cook. Right, you know, and be like, you know, a well-off chef at this. Like, the, the,
1: yeah,
0: I the, always wanted the, to go to, to, to concept, culinary school,
2: and they wouldn't let me. The concept of job and the concept of the path to these jobs has changed so much in my lifetime yeah. that it's it's you know anyway. So anyway, my point is that creativity it varies from person to person. Some people need to be uh, uh, under the thumb a little bit, and some people need to be let loose.
0: Right. Well,
1: I mean, I would just love if, if some money. If, if anybody out there wants to give me a million dollars, I will make so... I mean, this is the thing. The, the pot industry and what's happening right now, like, I've been cooking with weed food since 93. It was my first pot recipe. Like, I fucking know how to do it. I want to make puff, puff pastry. I want to make puff pastry with pot in it. Aha! Oh, my God. I can do all of that. I've been I mean, if I, but to turn into, to have a bakery, to be able to figure out, to pay the people, to understand the permitting, to get it to go, to, to make, you know, a bakery in San Francisco that was like, you know, people could perform comedy and there was coffee and there were, you know, pot croissant. There's, Quack, quack. I mean, I would make like paklava and you could buy my frozen food line. Like I'd have empanadas, and you could take a pizza home and put it in. Empanadas. Empanadas. I know. See the the names are so cute. And these nuts, all my nuts, all my my potstachios, and all my honey things and delicious. The lavender honey potstachios are just. Um. But all of these things, like this, is the time, and I have the knowledge, but. Even if I had $500,000, I think I could make it work. But with a million, it'd just be easy. Because it'd be like, here's the packaging, here's the space, here's the people that... Per- and people get this from people. I don't understand how they do it. I don't understand.
2: Well, you don't have to know too many vested Facebook people to know somebody with money that they could just break off. You know what I mean? If you knew one Facebook vested Facebook person... Oh,
0: right, right, right.
2: You know what I mean? So if it's the wife of someone... You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You talk about degrees of separation. They're in this city. We're not right. that far separated. Right. From the, so, like, to know someone of that level, you know, just to pull them out. Of well, the loop. if
1: any of you out there listen to the podcast, but Alta that, Cast but
2: that level left. of person made. Dozens of millions of dollars, if not hundreds. But
1: wouldn't it be cool? Like it doesn't exist yet. A bakery yeah. that had. I mean, you could take a, you could take have a take and bake loaf and you could take it home and you put it in your oven and now it's beautiful well, pot I'm, bread.
2: I, I'm actually pretty well versed in pot cooking too. I I, I opened a cannabis club in Oakland in the that's 90s right. and I built it on a five dollar cookie that we used to bake with. So I I did a lot of it back in the day.
1: Right, and that that's the other thing is that you just sell the cookie dough in the little Mexican containers, so yeah. it's all. Already the right size. They take it home,
2: pop it in but the oven. But the ways at which this industry has fucked up.
1: Packaging. All the packaging.
2: Just fucked up all of the issues around legalization and adult use. And packaging is another one.
1: Where They just had to burn all that weed. Uh, because of the pa- new packaging laws so it's like that's the other thing is like labeling even to laws. break the labeling yeah. to break into it now there's so much going on and i don't even but, know it, how it would work if it was like i'm saying like a like a pot like a you'd buy it like it's a bakery but you'd have there'd be a door guy obviously you'd have to be 21 but it would just be like i feel like there'd be a line around the
2: fucking door yeah. it'd be like tartine yeah it'd be like the cronut right Uh, i can make pot pies
1: oh my god like little pot pies
2: yeah savory or
0: sweet absolutely
2: uh but just the levels i mean pot is now more expensive right yeah than it was when it was illegal and um it it, it just shot itself in the foot uh i I used to say at one point because i i i had a i had a club and it's like, you know, you, you train someone, you hire them and you train them and you hire them and you train them and you hire them and you, them and you train them. I mean, uh, all the best and brightest are on Wall Street, right? So everyone that's even, uh, you know, the, the, all the second best and second brightest out there have jobs. When you're employing through the cannabis industry, especially back then, you were already dealing with like low down the totem pole of motivated, conceptual That's not people. fair. And, uh,
1: I love pot and there are motivated great. potheads. Great. There are motivated potheads. Yeah. I get a lot of shit done and I'm high but every those, day, those, all the time.
2: Right. Mo- but those motivated potheads are amongst the best and brightest who are also doctors and lawyers and business. I'm talking about people who can't get a job and got into the pot business because (laughs) that was like, because people with real jobs are like, yeah, I I have a good career. I'm not going to quit to be a fucking, to sell pot like a barista. So uh, the ways in which this has just been screwed over by society and then the people who are running it or made it to the top have also... Been part of this screw up. Um it's it breaks our conversation too much to walk across. I might he like something I have in my
1: Yeah, pocket. yeah. I can give you some delight up if
2: yeah. you want. I got something. That's cool. And uh that I mean the the price now is not just as expensive as it ever was. Now with the tax added, it's just who's that? I
1: think it's the toy and We're gonna find out. Okay. Is it Latoya yeah oh sweet okay we're it's talking that wireless about- caller and so I was like okay good I just didn't want it to be sweet Gail.
2: hey it's yes, Matthew it Quirk here in your seat
1: yeah uh, Matthew right. Quirk is uh, guest hosting and so how was the lady doctor should I not have said that out loud
3: oh no it's okay I'm just I gotta get my uh, birth control on oh cool
4: <laughs> are you
2: I support that do you do do you
1: do yeah, do you do <laughs> pill or do you do morena or do you do IUD or oh. Oh, I'm a pill popper. You're I don't like anything popper. inserted into my body. Do you snort them?
2: I'm afraid, snort I'm afraid them of
3: that or? What
2: was that? I was gonna say, do you crush them and snort them, or do you?
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'm a swallower.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: you know, this is—I <laughs> like to kill babies. Awesome. D- deep, <laughs> <following them. laughs> deep conspiracy theory. Deep conspiracy theory. The thing that puts pills together actually makes us sick. Deep conspiracy theory. It. The thing that but as holds long as pills I'm, together. As, like, long
3: as I don't have a little fetus growing in
1: me, I'm cool. Yeah, absolutely. I totally respect your family planning <laughs> choices. Um, so how is everything else going? I, I should tell you the news. You want to hear the crazy stuff that happened this week? I'll try not to uh, cry. Yes, please. So please. I get a text on Sunday night from my brother, who okay. I haven't spoken to nor seen in six years. And he yeah. texts me. And he says, I'm going to be in town. Would you like to see an A's game with me tomorrow night? And I said, Would you God. buy a ticket? Would you buy a ticket for my boyfriend? And he said, Yeah. I said, Well, I have to get a sub for joke workshop, which I did. Annette Mullaney agreed to do it. Thank you, Annette. And she did a really great job. And so I I haven't seen or spoken to him in six years, and we get on the BART, and we figure it out. And Jonathan and I go to the A's game. He bought really expensive tickets. We were like 12 rows off the green stuff. Like wow. there's the green, like the grass and like the we were
2: outfield or in the foul territory? Foul
1: territory, right basically right behind um right next to the opposing team's dugout because he's American. So you were fan.
2: behind the dugout.
1: I was we were behind the dugout hmm. of the opposing team. So we Those were are down really the good seats. We were down the first baseline. We were like right behind the first baseman basically. It was great. It was cr- super cool. we were like That's right with the third baseman. First baseman.
2: You were behind the first baseman. We were
1: behind the first baseman.
2: At the A's game.
1: At the A's game that's pretty dope I know it was super dope anyways we had I hadn't seen him talk to him whatever so and it was pretty it was normal like we watched a game and we talked about stuff he met Jonathan he's the first person in my family to meet Jonathan and we've been dating for five years so that's pretty big <laughs> and then so then this is the crazy part I'll even read the text because it's very sweet and I was like what you know what is going on with the world right now uh, it was just it was crazy to me. Uh, let me here we go My brother texts me last night. That was fun last night. Jonathan is super cool. I really like that guy. Sorry that I have been a dick over the years. I can be a real asshole, but I'm working on it. Oh, my God. I know. Totally emotional, right, Latoya? How old is he? He's um, 18 months older than me. Okay, so you're the same age. Yeah, I mean, he's he turns, but
0: he looks so
1: old. I was like, all of his hair is gray. Like, it's all gray. And it's like, th- he is Oh, He looks old. And he turns, he's only 45. He turns 46 this year. And I'm like, or actually next year, in January.
0: He looks
3: old. So he's, he's well, looks he has, life, he's he looks haggard. Life has haggard him down.
1: He has two he has, teenager teen, teenage girls, so I'm pretty sure that that's part of it. Um, But
3: but also, you know, also the aging process. When you, when you, he said he's been an asshole for all these years. Being an asshole for a long time ages you.
1: (laughs) Is that why I look so young? Because I'm, so we, I mean, (laughs) Jonathan even said he was like, he, if people saw you guys at the game, they might think he's your dad. And we're 18 you, months you,
2: apart. You uh, if it wasn't for the gray hair, you have a cher- cherubic face. But
1: I have you, my wrinkles are definitely happening, yeah. but for some reason You have a youthful
2: appearance. Thank you, I have a youthful appearance.
1: Oh, you ain't got no wrinkle. Well, you <laughs> as your my eyesight's going too. She,
2: yeah, there's um, no there's no fighting that.
1: So I um oh, so I want I would cry, cry for you. I know I would I've been crying about it. I've been very I mean I was very weepy and very happy about it. I mean it's a big thing. I mean it's it's a big thing. We haven't, you know, communicated at all and I've had all this issues in the past that, you know, I don't get to hang out with his kids. Oh no, this is the this is the kicker. The reason that this all happened is that it was Sunday and his daughter is a Mariners fan and he said, "Oh, I'm going to be in San Francisco. I can go to an A's game and they're playing the Mariners." And his daughter Ella said, "Why don't you take your sister?"
3: Oh my god. Yeah. That's crazy oh, right you know what do you realize what we were talking about this time last week I know was about family and stuff and then all
1: of a sudden this happens I know it's weird it's like they listen to the show but I know they don't listen to the show they don't listen to mutiny radio
3: and those what it also sounds like those your nieces want to come in contact with you.
1: Well yeah and as soon as they find Instagram it'll be that easy. not me personally just the station um, but or Facebook I guess you have to be 16 to do Facebook. How old do you have to be? Although Facebook oh, is dying the kids Facebook don't even want to touch it with a 10foot pole they think it's gross it's for old people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's
2: because of Insta and all that sort probably. of thing. Yeah, which they get older, and there needs to be a check-in for a natural disaster.
0: People on Facebook will come back. <laughs> Facebook will come back then. Uh, yeah.
1: So how was everything? I mean, that was that was the interesting thing that happened in, I, in my sorry. week. That's pretty this interesting.
2: Is,
3: this sounds. This is actually pretty dope. Yeah. So. Like how did you feel? A little bit warm and fuzzy, along with emotional.
1: I was, I was very, I was very emotional at the at the beginning, and I mean, I was trying to be. I was a little standoffish, but I tried to be cool. But you know, I'm trying to be. I'll try to be cool. That's the whole thing. Is like he reached out. You know, and spent a lot of money on these tickets, which yeah. I really appreciate. I mean, it was cool. And I mean, I like sports. Jonathan likes sports, we I'm like big baseball fans. But it was very nostalgic because my brother and I used to go to ACE games with our dad.
2: You don't have to be the biggest sportsman in the world to go enjoy a live game. You yeah, know? it's fun. But you don't see them very yeah. much. One live game is like, wow, I can see why people get into this. You know, I'm, it doesn't mean I'm going to get season tickets, but it's. So- yeah,
1: <laughs> once a year, I like to go see a live and sporting event. Certainly,
2: events. it was a grand gesture. It was a grand gesture. I, I, absolutely. Absolutely. Latoya, I'm sure Uh, you know some of the family history that Pam has. She's said it on stage. You said it here on the radio. Oh, yeah. And the fact that he's reaching out to you, he probably drank a little bit of the parents Kool-Aid and you were the fuck up kid and it was good and he still gets all their love. He probably didn't even notice there was unfairness going on in well your no treatment. but they were and now he's like, making this grand a pretty grand camp. gesture to yeah. be like hey you know he probably can't verbalize it, but somewhere in his psyche i imagine it's like look i can't speak for mom and dad but i think we are still siblings and should maintain yeah. you know Make I've, got, I've got you've got nieces yeah two it? yeah. nieces and you're their aunt no matter what and they of their own accord will be like what's up with aunt pam we well, always liked her here's what's the up
1: thing. absolutely does absolutely. it matter because I, I i'm truly a marxist where i don't think that family ties are terribly important and when we i think that that's actually one of the tools of capitalism is making family so important so that you pass your money down from person to person to person so that you keep that insularity with your riches, yeah. as opposed to feeling um, a feeling a benevolence toward, toward all your brethren, it's like my family is what's important. This is for my family, as opposed to this is for
2: well humanity. Like, humanity is yeah. a family. Humanity splits that difference. That we're actually quite see, clan-like. Not some see, nuclear family is new.
3: I I I I'm the opposite. I feel like the family, you know, especially when. In your circumstance, family should be together no matter what. I mean, family can fuck up some stuff. Like, like I didn't talk to my mom for a couple of years and stuff like that, you know. But if someone's out there trying to reach out and make amends and right. apologize and be the bigger person, it's just like to me Lord. that is like the biggest grand gesture. Like you actually realize, and that's that why I went. You were hurting me, yeah.
1: Yeah, because I, I could have said, fuck you, I'm not going. But I, I could have said, this is too difficult. This will be too emotional. I don't have time. I have to a workshop. I, I could have easily just said
3: yeah. no. But I'm glad you did not do that. No, that's yeah, me a different situation.
2: Yeah. At this point, he sounds pretty earnest as much as he could be. That, yeah, absolutely. He, work, you know, he was apologized earnest. for being a dick. That's a big move. That's
3: a big move. That's a big move. Yeah. <laughs> that's a big move. <laughs> a yeah. big
2: move. And even and if you and him don't get all patched up, it can pave the way with you and your nieces who have a fresh yeah. relationship with no yeah. baggage.
3: Sure. Absolutely. Wow. I mean, they know that you're there, obviously. And it sounds like they want to get to know you, too. It's like that. Why don't you reach out to your sister,
1: yeah, duh? Yeah, before San Francisco uh, sto- stops being cool. Yeah, when yeah, when yeah. everything's. Did you hear Hemlock is closing? They're knocking and building down and making no, apartments. No. I no, saw, I saw, no. I saw saw a Sodom Messiah there no. last night. I love Asada Messiah, no. too. We have their CD here, and we play it all the time. But Asada Messiah was serious? great. No, seriously, they're closing October 6th as their last day. And Are the, you fucking kidding it's, me? It's being, that is some... I hate this tell I more. I know. 57 condo mixed-use <laughs> it's, it's, apartments. It's,
2: it's not enough that there's less reasons to like the city, but that one is one of the ones that's like, like you said, now I hate it more. Like, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> why am no, I... But, because
3: it doesn't make any sense. Like, Okay, for example... I used to work next door to there at a bar called Bitter's Buck and Rye, and we always go there after work, but it was always packed. Always. It wasn't like, they they had concerts there, so I know they were probably turning some kind of
2: revenue. They still have concerts there. I saw it last night. Small shows might be the better word.
3: On top of the fact, you're going to, okay, so you're on Polk Street right there, which is, it's. There's a bunch of bars and different places and apartments, too. So why do you need another condo right there when, on top of that, behind... Polk Street on Van Ness. They just finished that Skyrise condo right
1: there. Yeah. How many, I mean... And they're working on the ones, they they knocked down the Goodwill, and that's going to be like 80 apartments. I'll
2: tell you why. First of all, it's, first of all, they're making more apartments, but are they making more parking spaces? Uh, No! Right. So, uh, second of all, it's the same sort of deal, like, look, you can make 99 cents doing music, or you can make a dollar renting apartments and every greedy capitalist in the world will say i'll take the dollar you know and uh, over the 99 cents and that's basically what's happening like you can always make more money with housing in this city than just about anything and eventually right. it's gonna come it's gonna be like the fucking lorax and eventually it's gonna come to this moment where it's like wait a minute we can't close uh, the supermarkets <laughs> you know to make more housing um, you know what's all this Golden Gate waste of space uh, Golden Gate Park waste of space oh, that's like, oh don't oh, that be so
1: scary you, but think but it'll you know what I come mean
2: it's, it, well like I say you can make 99 cents or you can make a dollar and everyone's going to take the dollar <sighs> but it's not it's not the difference between 99 cents and a dollar it's more like the difference between 25 cents and a dollar you know
3: you know, which it just pisses me off is that they're they're tearing down landmarks and what have you, which of course that comes with change. But the thing is I I I already see the future ahead with the city because a lot of these people who are moving in um, into these expensive places, which are bad investments anyway. Yeah. Why would you want to pay uh, a,
2: a million like, and a for
3: half? A, yeah, a million dollars for a condo. It's not going to be worth anything when you try to put it on the market. It was yeah. because
2: ba- it's, it's all about the now and the money I can make now. That- but
3: you know. But you know, when you buy condos, it goes down in value. Hey, cars are even like worse, house.
2: but people still buy Ferraris. The,
3: the, well, because they're stupid. The
2: right. one bedrooms, I, right, right.
1: The one bedrooms on 19th and Valencia. The one bedrooms that they had a line around the block to to sell. They were going for. They were one bedrooms that were a million dollars. So it came out to four hundred dollars a square foot. Yeah.
2: That's the asking price. There was a four thousand dollars a square foot.
1: Something that, insane. It was something insane. Yeah. It was a more, million dollars. Wait, it's
2: more insane just, because with that kind of line, there's going to be a bidding war. So that thing probably went for closer to two than one.
1: Well, they, and they had a bunch of them in there. It was like they were selling like twelve apartments right there, and they were all one bedroom, and they were like a million dollars a piece.
3: You know, this all has the signs of a crash happening within the oh, next five yeah. to ten we're, years. We're way over. maybe even sooner. We're, maybe even sooner we can't, you
1: know we can't we can't have all the poo so the reason that they're tearing up Van vaness is that they have to put in new um, sewer systems because there's so many new buildings on that street and then all the yeah. way down to the one at goodwill the, whatever it's going to be the water and the sewage hey do you guys remember that we were like in a drought or whatever like how yeah. do we have water for all these people and the problem is with these new apartments everyone well you know I I don't go to a laundromat because that's gross. I have my own washer and dryer, so like everybody with their own washer and dryer is using like there's so much water just being used willy nilly.
2: Another instance of uh, temporary shit being seen as as permanent. Uh, one of the when they first gave out water rations in the West, they happened to walk out there the year of a tremendous water boom,
4: right. when
2: all the wild flou- flou- flowers were going. And so they assigned ranchers and and and, and, uh, and everyone like their water rights in the West, but they were there in a peak wet year when they did that. And, and we're sort of like, oh, look, the market is up now. Let's all build housing. But in five years or something or less, there's going to be a blip in that market and mm-hmm. it's going to come crashing around us. And we're going to have these huge empty buildings like Houston that's when exactly. oil prices change. Oh, my
0: God. Houston
1: has
2: exactly. a, a boom
3: with that's oil. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, I can see within the next five to 10 years that, you know, even if things do crash, the. the there's going to be a bunch of empty places, yeah. and a lot of these places could be used for affordable housing, which we know that shit ain't going to happen. And or
2: like simply it was, kept for artist spaces. Well, and just kept. If you if
1: you give people housing that's affordable. There is sustainability there. They're going to stay because they don't have to like yes. have their. They don't have a choice. What <laughs> happens if you lose your two hundred and fifty thousand dollar a year job at Google and you have this? Blah, you got to. Blah, 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 you know, there's no sustainability there. Or because Google moves
2: headquarters, right? Or does it need yeah. to have a headquarters Absolutely. anymore? Because it's a fucking computer, Google. Right. It's, thing <laughs> it's after just a thing. computer.
1: But it's. I don't. It's very scary. I mean, I was part of the housing bubble in when I in the early thousands when we bought. My ex-husband and I bought our house at the height of the market. And the reason that we didn't sell it when we got divorced is that we would have lost so much money. I was like, don't ruin your life by selling the house. Just keep yeah. the house and sell it whenever it's better. And by that point, we were divorced. And it was like, you know what? I didn't – it took – it's fine. It sell that. Do whatever you want to do, man. Buy another house. But you know what? Live your life but with you your guys, You're fine. You guys
3: were even – you were smart, though, to – buy a home rather than like, hey, you know, let's buy a condo and be part of an association.
1: Right. And yeah, you know we had a big backyard and that was, all that
3: stuff. What was that?
1: We had a big backyard and all that stuff. Land.
3: Yeah. Land. I mean, with the house, that's an investment. You know, it's a lot of work. But Land. with condos, you have to deal with the condo association and other things and just Yeah. I've heard so many horror stories. I, I'm not a believer in buying condos, and
1: obviously. This is, he, this is the thing about more money, more problems. Matthew and I were talking earlier. I mean, he lives in a van, and I live in a one-bedroom apartment that I rent. But if I all of a sudden made all this crazy Google money or had some job or, you know, got a Netflix special, and all of a sudden, I made all this money. Like, I don't think anything would change for me, personally. Like... I don't think I'd go out and buy. I don't remember where I was going. I'm too high. I'm sorry. All of a sudden, oh, I yeah, started thinking I about what I'd do if I made money. I don't. It's just more money, more problems. If you get a bigger house, then you have to pay the mortgage, and then something breaks, and you have to pay that, and then you have the car, and then you have the car insurance, Girl,
3: and then you have the marriage, I, and then you have the children. You would kitchen equipment. And the kitchen equipment, <laughs> and then you need to buy the shoes. You buy the best blenders the best the best pots and pans yeah. i
1: mean my pots and pans are pretty good i mean i don't know, I know
3: but everyone has the, one of those things that they like to splurge on I mean, and i can see yours like oh kitchenware well
1: and i mean i might become one of those people where someone comes in and cleans their house but no i You're wouldn't one of those ceramic I never,
2: knives
1: no i don't like, yeah. those, like The
2: tips break i have really good Shot with ch- what's that the slap chop
1: have, yeah that was that word but like i've Baby babysat for people and been in their houses where you touch the thing and it, it, it gently comes back at you and everything's constantly clean and everything has a home and it's like there's a big, like it's like whoa, like people live like this or whatever I don't know, I just don't know how much of my life, I mean I'm a kind of a dirty grungy, I kind of live like the best teenager in the world like i feel like <laughs> no i feel like i'm like 17 18 and i've just you know like i've got the best job in the world and like i kind of still have like posters in my house except now it's art from friends or artists you know and i feel like things are very much the same i just live like a really rich teen well actually like a poor teenager cuz they actually have cell phones and internet
2: yeah it's an allowance
3: (laughs) that's so
1: funny I lived like a cool teenager in 1995 oh that's when I was a teenager
2: yeah that's why you guys are palsies yeah
0: I still still feel like
1: I don't know I don't feel old yet I mean I feel old because my butt still hurts from my karaoke injury and because I'm afraid of I, I, I'm quitting smoking. That's another thing I'm doing. I had like Yay. two drags last night, and that's all I had, honestly. And I, that was the most I've had since Sunday. I'm quitting like yeah, cigarettes.
3: That's, that's one thing you should quit.
1: I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm going to get mouth cancer. I'm worried about my teeth, and so I just decided I'm. No, I'm going to stop. Stop it. Exactly. Because also, like my teeth, I don't want them to get yellow. And I've started seeing my friends, and their teeth get yellow, and I'm like that. Is totally going to happen to me if I keep doing this, and also like the old ladies when they smoke, and then the lip lines, the lip when they their lips do a crunchy thing, and it's because yeah. they were smoking. You know what I mean? And like if they wear lipstick, like the lipstick crunches into those like ravines, and gets yeah. all fucked up. Like I just I don't want that know. to happen. Oh, oh man! Is this a good new joke? Would this be funny? Like that, me quitting. The reasons oh. I'm quitting smoking is all vanity. It's pure yeah. vanity. It's yeah. the yeah. only reason I'm That's quitting. That's pretty real. It is fucking but vanity.
3: But that's a good reason it's though relatable. even if it is vanity. I mean, because there is nothing worse than seeing someone that has butter butter yellow teeth. Mm. <laughs> there mm. is nothing worse. Like when they smile and you're like, Woo shit.
2: But it's it's Or
3: like
1: or their fingernails. The fingernails oh, is another way. When your fingers turn yellow because of the nicotine.
2: Yep. Yeah. But it's very yep. it's very relatable because for all the reasons that people like, well, why are you vegan and why are you doing your fitness thing and why are you? most of it isn't like real health? It's more like motivated by a kind of vanity. And even if it is about health, it's a very vain level of health. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's not really Absolutely. about doing better or purpose in life or have some sort of like, oh, I, you know, I. But you want also know uh, in the back very, of your
3: mind. You also know in the back of your mind, or maybe not in the back of your mind, like, yes, I may be doing this for the vanity, but I know I'm going to probably live longer and I won't be sick if I quit Yeah, this but that's down. not
2: as funny as just because well, my lips. No, no, no. <laughs> well, that's,
1: but it's also... That's being too honest. It's my <laughs> teeth, though, too. I mean, smoking is really bad for your gums, and it it yes. can cause recession, and it can cause... Like, I'm, I'm, I have, I've got a th- i got got a thing for my teeth. Like, they look good. I got a good smile. It's not something like... I mean, it's sort of integral to me. So if, like, if the teeth go... And I feel like cigarettes are going to make the teeth go... And I mean, I've got to keep it together. It's hard. I'm getting, I've got, I've got to start doing sit-ups again. I'm getting this new weird, I've got, I think I'm premenopausal. And so I'm starting to get like belly fat that I've never had before. Like and it's not. I'm not saying. I'm. fat I'm just saying with my menop-
2: clothes off. I don't know what menopause. I can has show to do you. I don't know if I'm going through I menopause, think- but I'm getting belly see, fat. See,
1: like this up. up. Oh, so, underneath my belly button, my
2: menopause. I've
1: got. You've got menopause. Isn't it? Fi- that's a new thing. But my menopause. It goes into my whole. My whole joke with the feminist because menopause. The one thing they can't do. Menstruation. Why do we call them these things? Why do we put their name on our shit? Menstruation.
2: I think menstruation works better than one thing they can't do because me- menopause, uh, although it's we, something we can't do, I think there's a better joke there. So, yeah, we definitely well, can't menstruate. Yeah, there's... <laughs> no. Uh-huh. I mean, uh-huh.
1: menopause, man go. I
3: don't, I don't think you're getting menopausal. I think it's because uh, I'm, I'm going through the same thing of like, I think just uh, the fact of like getting older it's harder to lose weight quicker It's a Um, multiplying effect. The metabolism.
2: Yeah, it's a multiplying effect of all these things. But not only is it just your metabolism. When you were a kid, wouldn't you play on a playground for hours on end?
1: I was in ballet class, but yeah, I worked out uh, a lot. Right?
2: Are you putting that kind of output into the world? I mean, I
1: walk a lot. That's
2: not the same. No, that's
1: true. (laughs) It's not like ballet. It's totally,
2: totally different.
1: But I mean, I, I my this this belly fat though is that I mean I'm. I should just do some sit-ups and some push-ups and some planking. I mean, I mean, I know how to put it together. I
2: stopped playing rugby and there's a band around my belly that's hanging over my belt all of a sudden and it's got I don't think it's got that much to do with my diet or really. it's like I'm obviously not exercising.
1: Yeah, well it's I mean it's calories in calories out. Yeah. So you can starve yourself and be and unhappy. Being older, by not all these eating. things
2: contribute to it. Certainly you can't recover as fast, you can't bounce into it as much. Even the get to the gym which I'm starting to do now. I I realized like, Sometimes it takes me an hour and a half to get my shit together and get to the gym. And then I'm like, oh fuck! I'm supposed to have lunch in like twenty minutes. Like, <laughs> like I can't. Like when I was young, I was at the gym. Sure. Crank! I'll just do twenty minutes then and go eat lunch. Like yeah, I can't do it now. Uh, twenty
3: minutes and a half an hour is actually all you need to do for a workout. Yeah. Or cardio.
2: Except when I try to do that, I'm fucking panting. In five <laughs> minutes. And spend fifteen minutes trying to catch my breath.
1: So. The worst thing for you about getting old is that your physical prowess is diminished.
2: No, that's probably not the worst thing, but it's it's uh, up there. It's it's something that it's measurable. Uh huh.
3: I don't like all these dark thoughts I get
1: in my head.
2: Ooh, like you're gonna (laughs) die
1: thoughts, like like that that. Or like you're gonna
2: live poorly (laughs) thoughts. Like all of the above.
3: It's either health related, of like you know me trying to cut down on drinking. To, oh my gosh, am I going to get diabetes? Three? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, or,
2: you know, or just have a fucking I, knee problem that wheelchairs you for the last 15 years of your life. Like, yeah. What, 15? What? You're like...
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I think yeah. it's like me just getting worried about getting older, period, point blank, all mm-hmm. the above. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. Ugh. And you
1: know what? It's hard because if you drink for me it was pretty easy to cut out hard alcohol last night I had to have I actually had a vodka ginger which the guy looks at me like what if I bought a vodka drink we got in for free to the to see Sodom messiah so I was like ginger? Vodka ginger? And he goes, that's not a thing. I'm like, can you make it? He's like, yeah.
2: It was really and good. it's a thing, motherfucker. It's a thing.
1: Uh, anyway, so I, I drank vodka and I haven't had vodka in a really long time. Not a good time that I had P- PBR after, but if as a, when you're in the industry, you know, when you drink shots, if you switch from liquor to beer, you find like that you're drinking less, but then you gain more weight because it's so many extra calories with beer. I mean, yeah. an IPA is like 220, 250 calories.
2: Yeah, I have a thing yeah. I had an argument with the drunks that I know, and they're like, oh, the munchies, yeah, you get the munchies from weed? I'm like, wait a minute, you're drinking a fucking couple thousand calories, yeah. and then when the bar closes, you're wolfing down a couple of those fucking street dogs sure. filled with grease and wrapped in bacon, and... Oh. Uh, I have the munchies. Like right, fuck right. off. Well, you know. the
1: thing about that um level is that you poop it all out in the morning anyway, so it's like nothing ever happened. I don't even think yeah. you absorb the calories at some point. I mean, I don't know how it works. I can stay that but so. <laughs> but the, the thing is Thanks, that doctor. then. But so if you if you're not going to drink hard alcohol, and so you drink beer, but you don't want to drink beer, so then if you drink wine, it just gets expensive, and also, your are teeth, teeth the teeth turn red, and it. Always yes. for me comes back to the teeth. Yeah, no, you're saying the teeth. Someone has to tell me what my lips look stupid, and no one ever does. They never tell you, and you never know till the morning, and then you're like, "Oh my God, oh my God!" I was God. I around lo- like this, right? Like I have this like, like cholo like lip liner on, made of like raspberry beret Cabernet
0: Sauvignon well
2: someone was recently bitching about like uh, it it was like the mayor of the town where they make Sam Adams apparently the Sam Adams guy was like saying oh I love Trump and it was basically about it was basically about the tax breaks because he qualified he's rich enough to qualify for the, the tax stuff that's positively affected him, and I think he was just so anyway, the guy's like, oh I'm not buying, I'm not gonna drink another Sam Adams ever, and a bunch of other people are, are chiping in, but yeah, I'm not gonna drink Sam Adams ever, and I was like, hey, guys if you wanna fuck the system, stop drinking alcohol, <laughs>
0: like
2: oh, enough of this, enough of this like, which, al- uh, which alcohol can I drink and still maintain my, it's like, no, dump the whole fucking system, you know
1: Well, make not your morning. own if you make your own then you're bucking the system. We're allowed to make 99 gallons a year as a regular person of beer. That's the law. Yeah. If you're over 21, you can create and have. But any more than that is illegal. And
2: not illegal, you have to buy a tax stamp thing. You have to go through the alcohol. Oh, control board
1: thing. right. You have to go through the So, so all I mean ABC not that it's
2: stuff. not illegal, but it's not
1: You have to get legal. Yeah. And then the other thing is you can never distill. That's always illegal that's illegal stills are always there is no legal way to make hard alcohol
2: your own little hard alcohol
1: if you if you do it if you have a distillery then you're it, you can get in trouble
2: which is a little bit whack because this country was sort of like forged on applejack,
1: jack
2: dis- 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 distilled um cider
3: basically. um and the moonshine, Skinness. that tastes like rubbing yeah. alcohol on your fucking
1: throat.
2: Yeah, Johnny Appleseed definitely made cider and definitely distilled to Applejack.
1: Well, and that's the other thing. I love beer, but beer, I watched that thing, Beer Saved the World, and that the plague, no one would have survived the plague if there wasn't beer because you couldn't drink the water. And they didn't know about, like, boiling it or they just didn't understand science mm-hmm. yeah. or whatever. And so, but if you made beer, you could, so everyone, that's what you drank. Wouldn't that be? Well, I mean, what would that be like if everybody was
0: drunk all the time? It would be
2: like the Middle Ages. It would be just like it was then. It'd be Would the be like raping and set. pillaging.
1: Like I'm obsessed
2: well, with you in the bathroom. Well, remember what drunk driving was in the '70s or anything? <laughs> oh like, wow, no. Constant, yeah.
1: It was just a thing. I think I feel like that's die coming back.
2: All the fucking time.
1: I although I honestly feel like <laughs> drunk driving is coming back. People still do it a lot. Like I have to chastise people all the time, all the time. Yeah. I. Yeah,
3: you know, I think being drunk on the time just reminds me of being a priest in the Catholic church. That's the only fun thing that they get to
1: do other than touch children. <laughs> Hear the confessions? Yeah. Well, hey, you're I don't in the know service why. industry.
3: I, I always, I always uh, allude alcoholism to priests because th- there was always a priest that would come over to our house for Sunday dinner, and he always ended up getting drunk with my grandfather. Huh. So, yeah. Wow. So, yeah alcoholism equals priesthood. Well,
2: Well, it's like the only joy (laughs) in his life. Sure.
3: Yeah, exactly. It's like, I can't have sex, but I can sure get fucked
2: up. He can't even, like, really go out and socialize and joke with people. Like, just being the priest in the room puts a damper on it. He's got to have some sort of behavioral clause or something, like... You can't just tell fucking Uh, fart jokes all the time. That
3: depends on the priest, because I've seen some really get down.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but they probably have to do it, like, hiddenly or only in certain groups. And they can't, like, they can't just be a regular person. They're, like, on call all the time. That's 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 a good question.
3: They they won't be getting down probably at the french fry every Friday. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe every occasional Friday.
2: Yeah.
1: Why do we, uh, you know, why do we hold certain people to a standard that it's like it's a strange standard like this is a religious standard therefore this person we have like a political standard and we have a moral standard Well, but then and sometimes people follow it and sometimes they don't I mean ah,
2: well well here's the thing some of these standards are from ancient times and no longer (laughs) useful and also you censor it yourself like we have these standards but we don't really apply it equally uh, right. That's that's one of the cornerstones of modern justice. This concept of arbitrary and capricious, and it's like, oh, uh, you know, the son of the local lord is you know abusing the the livestock. Well, he's the son of the local lord. No big problem. Oh, well, the the son of the bar, of the uh, blacksmith is abusing him too. Oh, well, we're chopping off one of his hands then. Right, right,
0: right. You know, right, right. and
2: so like like this whole priesthood thing, I. Uh, uh, it, it stems mostly uh, from the Catholic Church and the pedophilia that goes on through there. And as far as standards are concerned, uh, having grown up in the Roman Catholic Church, hey, if you daydream about sinning, that's a sin and you oh, have to right. confess exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. That was Christianity, too. And then these guys are having sex with children. and It's like, well, we figure, like, wait, 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 wait. You just daydream about this shit and it's a sin, right? Yeah. These guys yeah. <laughs> were fucking poke line and sinker into, you know. There's a line in the Bible: "Give unto Caesar what is Caesar's, and give unto God what is God's." And you know
3: what's funny? You mentioned that there was a there's a story that just came out out of uh, Pennsylvania about yeah. uh, 300 priests.
2: Yeah, a thousand at, uh, crimes.
3: But, well, did you hear about it?
2: Not every last so, detail, but the broad strokes.
3: Yeah, they were so just being
2: reassigned and.
3: They're being reassigned. They were having they supposedly they have, this had this been going mm. on for since like the nineteen fifties, all the way up to the early two thousands.
2: I'm sure it was before uh, then, but go 300 on. Three
3: hundred priests. Yeah. Three hundred priests um, basically were accused of molesting at least a thousand children. And of whoa. course, what did the church and the archdiocese do? Hide that shit. They it did whoa. everything to cover peace.
2: it up. And exactly. it, lawyers uh, Beyond that, like hush money and just yeah. like reassigning people and the pressure of the church, and it would be a sin to tell on your like, they just did everything, wow. they, they would just re release these guys under other communities. And, and I mean, the idea is like, uh, well, they told me in confession that they did it, so I forgave them. Well, that's great. Right. You then should have taken them by the fucking hand, walked them right to the police station, and said, now tell him what you told me. Right, like, right. Like, I'll take your confession, and you won't go to hell for it. We'll do that religious mumbo-jumbo, and you're absolved of the sin. However, you owe Caesar now. Right. right? I covered yeah. your God bill, but now you owe Caesar. Okay?
0: Yeah. And It's a if, if, d- good allegory. It's
2: their own fucking words. Yeah. Yep. Well,
1: it sucks when um, children are abused in any context, but specifically when it's yeah. religiously based, it it can, it's so confusing for them and for the, you know, their I, context I of I, trust yeah. and of, because if the whole Absolutely. world believes in this person. I
3: think that's one of the reasons why I've always been a, like... I don't want to say afraid of religion, but very standoffish because I, you know, I, I too went to a Roman Catholic high or not the high school, but church and I went to a Catholic school. And so I was always in fear of being alone with someone in the clergy mm-hmm. or what have you, because I do recall when I was a little girl hearing stories about certain people you didn't want to be around. Uh, watch, be careful for this person, don't sit on this person's lap, Ooh, you know, stuff like that, but they, they, without saying
2: it. Yeah, that's interesting know. because in my community, if they were to pay attention to you in any way, that was this great honor. Like, yeah. oh, the priest is, wants to know what you're doing. and They were asking about you. Like, it was just like, you know, my, my, my parents would be swooning you know, if because they still
1: believed it, in the priests, uh, it was a special, was on the special. You pedestal need thing. the
2: blessings, you know.
1: Right uh, now, if they believe in the God thing, then I guess it makes sense. Because yeah. if you believe in it, that it's they're the closest but ones.
2: I don't see how. I mean, if McDonald's had this kind of scam going on, Burger King would be the only burger we're talking about. <laughs> there would be no McDonald's. They would try to erase it from history. You know what I mean? They would just. But, like, how the church is going on from that, it's like, fuck you, man. How is this possible? Right. And and it wasn't just like, all right, there was a lot of molesters there that got away with it. No. There was a whole system of cover-up. It's incredible. Ongoing, through several popes, even. Yeah, you know? that, yeah,
1: that whole Keepers thing was crazy. I watched that on the Netflix and about the, the nuns that – That's the nun, right? The nun that was murdered and all the... It's just, it's so... Nunism or whatever is is crazy too. It's like, you marry Jesus. It's just the, the idea behind Catholicism that in order to serve your community and serve God, you have to be celibate. Is insane like why they
3: humane it's awful it's but why
1: so if someone's willing to, well, to comes, dedicate their life to yeah. service they're already gonna do that why do they have to sacrifice even further yeah
2: it, well it 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 stems from I mean you want to go back you know to yeah. our earliest humanities when we had tribes and things there were still more religious types and there were ideas of purity and cleansing and fasting and uh, foregoing these things You know, how to to purify oneself to be ready to receive a spirit or go on a vision or a hunt or all kinds of things. For real. Right. So this stuff has just been sort of like – it's like the telephone game. You know, the one tribe tells the next tribe their rituals, you know, just once whisper in their ear and then they got to go tell the next tribe whisper just once. and. We've all played that telephone game, sure, right? Yeah. And the message gets pretty garbled pretty fast. Right. You know? and, uh, sewer yeah, cocks. Yeah. All of a sudden, yeah, you're just sewer on Fox attention. Becomes sewer So Cox. imagine a version of that with this stuff. So we, we, yeah. the, it has since matured into now it's this established religion with billions, millions, and billions of people.
1: But the celibacy thing right. is
2: crazy to but me. But celibacy also used to be like brief interludes. Like I'm celibate right. until I get a stag. You know, exactly. I'm celibate it was for a lifelong.
3: It was a lifelong till winter, celibacy.
2: you know, or to the yeah. first rains or something. Sure. And like to go a lifetime like that, it's just it just doesn't make it's sense inhumane. because it is inhumane. It is, and how many
3: are we're human beings? Human beings are mammals. And, what do mammals do?
2: And it's not like we're this otherwise perfect culture of humanity. We're we're kind of no. fucked up. So people with like a confused sexuality, or maybe a li- like some people just aren't as sexual as others. They don't know what they are by the time they're seventeen. You know, sure. they're kind of asexual, so they run to the priesthood to hide the ever having to face it or the confusion or the whatever. But that doesn't solve it.
1: I've it I've, just I've never even thought of that as a as a way that people got into it. I that's funny yeah, yeah that's eye opening and it's like oh look I have that sexual g- ambiguity I don't want to have to face it yeah, I should just go be a priest you got that
2: gay kid and it's like oh the gay kid so here's that and you're like oh am I gay it's like I'm not gay I, I'm devoted to God and I'm gonna get into the priesthood right you know and, <laughs>
3: speaking of gay I've gotta go I think they're about to call me
1: oh okay you're the best hey thanks
3: for calling in I will in. see you
0: guys alright right, have, have, have a good happy vagina
2: peace out
1: bye. Yeah, I, I, bye
0: happy
2: vagina everyone should have a happy Yay. vagina well, that was lovely. I'm so glad she called in. Yeah, that was... And, uh, we got to talk
1: about that stuff. Um, hey, this weekend... Did you hear about it? Are you excited about it? Oh, uh, you got noise it?
2: pop or something yeah, going on here. noise pop this weekend.
1: So, uh, noise pop block party is this weekend. And one of the cool things about it is that there's this one stage called the bandwagon stage, which is very close to us. So if anybody doesn't know, this is the sixth annual noise pop block party and it is on 20th street and it, they block off 20th street from Bryant to Harrison. And then there's all these little offshoots. So from, um, on 20th on Florida between 20th and 19th is open and we're on, Florida between twenty on twenty first. Anyway, so we're a block away, and a block away from us is this bandwagon stage, and we get to interview all three bands after they do their 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 performance. So I'm super stoked because they're really cool bands, um, and I wanted to talk about them for a sec before we uh, get into it. Yeah, we'll just uh, so. Basically the day, I'll give everybody... The, I just sent it around on the internet, so... Uh, but Flat Black Plastic is going to be there. And during that, you can sign up for karaoke. We're going to have karaoke all day. So from 1 to one forty-five is the first section of karaoke. And from 3 to 4.15 is the second section. And people come in, sign up for their time, and they'll donate. And then we are going to have karaoke. And we're going to have speakers outside. So you don't sing with the radio, you sing on the radio. It's going <laughs> to be really fun. And then in between that, we're going to have the Poppin' Off Comedy that's what I'm calling because it's a noise pop so I'm calling it popping clever. off because I'm being okay. clever get it. Uh, and so that's the first show is from 145 to 230 and the second is from 445 to 550 but in between I get to interview all these cool bands so Small Crush is going to be playing on the bandwagon stage um, they play from 1 30 to 2 p.m. and then at 2 30 I get to interview them here at Mutiny Radio uh, same thing with the Total Bettys they're an awesome band these are all like local bands too they're really cool and they're gonna be playing the bandwagon stage from 3 15 to 4:45, and then they'll be joining us in the studio from 4 15 to 4:45, and then right when Fan gets off stage who is Merrick from a band called the Dodos they did a bunch of stuff but he started this new project and he's going to be coming in for an interview from 5.50 to 6.20 so cool stuff happening on Saturday and like a block away from us is all of these cool food vendors and there's like beer tents and there's three stages out there so and then here we're going to have our own stage that will be outside and just the whole day is going to be Super awesome and super fun, so please join us for that. But the exciting thing I wanted to mention is this first band that I get to interview is called Small Crush, and they're like high schoolers, and it's crazy. Um, they look so cool, and they look so young, and um, <laughs> they, the rhythm guitarist Logan Hammond has pink hair he dyed it eggshell blue I just love that young men can express themselves with their hair these days <laughs> um, but each one of them in the band sort of looks like part of um, the breakfast club like they're drummers like kind of this metal guy and this girl I mean it's crazy um, so they're I'm really excited to see them and they I mean cute pink hair there's a girl and they've got teddy bears and um, I would read this little article, but um, I should probably play some of their music. Uh, small Crush, they're just darling, and I get to—they're from Oakland, California, and I'm going to talk to them about like what's it like being in high school and like having, like being a real band. Like that doesn't that seem like a lot of. I don't know. I guess if you don't run track, you're in a band. (laughs) But then what if your your band gets signed? That's just crazy to me. And like, do you play in bars? Like, how does that work? I mean, I know that if you're in a band, you can play in a bar. Ah, this is it. I learned it from the ABC people. If you're in a band, you can be booked at a bar. But you can only be there while you're playing.
2: Yeah, you have to go outside. You have to go
1: outside. Um... If you take a break or whatever, you have to go outside. And I asked them, I said, does this also count for comedians? And they said, no. Not for spoken word, not for poets, not for comedians. Only if you have to be a musician to be able to be underage in a bar.
2: God damn. I know, crazy, Levels right? Levels of...
1: Of craziness. Well, so Small Crush, I'm going to be interviewing them. Very excited about that. And they're all in high school. Uh, the next band is the Total Bettys. They're here to kidnap your feelings. Uh, they are uh, another local band, and I'm super stoked to interview them. I have to do... Um, I've, I've listened to their stuff. Actually, their um, music is... what If you listen to our commercial for the Noise Pop Block Party, it, their song is behind it, and it's, it's really catchy. So I'm super stoked. Um, I'm looking for... I want them to, to give themselves a little, you know... No one does blurbs anymore. Or here we go. They will totally fix whatever that thing is that's bugging you, and you'll find yourself playing it again. This has become one of my go-to albums, and I'm glad it's on MP3, not vinyl, because I'd have worn it out
2: by now. That's nice.
1: Uh, their album's called
2: Peach. You bring up a good point. Whatever happened to blurbs?
1: Right? I, I mean, I love blurbs. Um... So the Dodos was a band. Now this guy, Merrick Long, um, he, he was the Dodo singer and he used to play guitar. And now he has this project, a solo project called Fan. And it's so interesting because he had a daughter. And so he was spending time with his daughter. And then his father died. And his father gave him all these synthesizers. And so he started playing music with synthesizers to like feel close to his father, who had died. And he was like around his daughter. And it's easier, I guess, it's hard to play guitar because it's hard to make it quiet or whatever if you have a baby. Yeah. But if you're playing with a synthesizer, you just use headphones, and you could do whatever you want. So anyway, see, so he has a whole new genre of music he's created called Fan, and um, he was a de- for a decade as one half of the indie rock duo the Dodos, um, and now he's his own band. So I'm excited to like um, interview all these these guys and girls and uh, dudes and um uh, them and they and all of it. I'm uh, it's going to be really cool. And you can come. So come out to the Noise Pop Block Party and go see the band and then come over here and and I'll uh, we'll, I'll be interviewing them and I'll be very um I'll have everything together. I'm totally going to do like all my research <laughs> and have all my questions. And no, also I mean I'm not terrible together. at interviewing. And I I just it's about I just have to get like um you know a board up and have all the songs ready and have it all. Re- I mean it's just a little bit of
2: a little bit of logistics. a little bit of
1: prep and it's easy because I'm good at that uh, and then I'll just be on stage and it's going to be a really fun day
2: nothing to it but to do it
1: nothing to it but to do it well yeah and it's just uh, I mean the, the karaoke's going to be super fun I'm like I just I love karaoke so much and I'm hoping that it'll bring people in off the street and that Mutiny Raid will be able to make some money
2: so. Oh, speaking of which, you forgot to pump, like, hey, you know, as much as someone, a Facebook millionaire should give you a million dollars, basically, everyone listening should give you one dollar.
1: Sure, or one dollar, five dollars, whatever you want. Yeah. Or, you know, come to an open mic. Just come to Fantastics on a Friday. By coming to a comedy show, you support the station. So, like, you you get something. Everybody wins if you come this Friday. And everybody wins because Matthew Quirk is on the show. Yeah! I'm on the show. Griffin Daly. Um, Sue Alfieri sadly uh, cannot Aww. make it,
2: um, but well, let's let's scrounge up somebody else. Who else
1: is yeah, available? Yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, and sometimes I just like to give people more time. So it's um, Griffin Daly, Mike Spiegelman, John Gallagher, Leiboy, Leroy Obweg, and Matthew Quirk, and Pam Benjamin. I mean, that's the other thing is that like I can just do 20. It's not
2: <laughs> <laughs> solve your it's own like problem. <laughs> Yeah. Although, not to not to diminish your influence, but uh, that lineup sounds like it could use a chick.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, I mean, it's an old...
1: You know what? And that's so funny. It's like, Leroy's got the long hair. He's the closest. But you guys he's are all young, kind of like pretty, weird, but dirty old men. the rest of man. us
2: are... God damn it. How do I... God
1: damn it. You're in the dirty old man crowd. I guess. Uh, I, I can find... I mean... Alyssa's doing tons of stuff she, she was already on last week And she's, do, she's on it like Three times in September When I'm in Greece Yeah um,
2: I'll There's out. gotta be another Female comedian locally <laughs> Yeah,
1: no, there's tons It's fine
2: There's lots of them There's lots of them uh, Anyway, yeah But you never know What people have planned Or whatever Yeah, I mean It's just It's Friday True We'll, we'll work it out
1: um, So what else What else is going on in the
2: world? Omarosa
1: I don't know about Amarosa. What's that Do you about? know who Amarosa is? I do. Um, I know about The Apprentice, um, Donald Trump's yeah. uh, reality TV well, show. Well,
2: so she apparently was secretly taping all kinds of people. So first of all, I'd like to say that what? when you are secretly taping people, It's you're not coming from a neutral spot. (laughs) You know, uh, you are either have been screwed and are now taking the offensive or perhaps defensive, or you are planning something and you are setting up your trap.
1: But she also just came out with a book.
2: write a book about the secret tapes that she had made. oh yeah whose side was she on Omarosa's um, oh so uh, it's not like she, this isn't like some like I said she's not neutral she's certainly not good she was always like I picture her as spiritually if you will just like Donald Trump like an intense narcissist and, um, you know, everything that went wrong with her in The Apprentice and whatever, and everything that went wrong with her afterwards and everything, it, it's her own failings. Um, she's, like, pathologically aggressive. <laughs> and, and, like, trying to work pe- Like, she doesn't show up at a friendship. I feel she tries to work people you know uh, tries to manipulate and dominate and
1: uh, well sounds just like our asshole president
2: that's why I said they're of the same
1: look Donald Trump calls Omarosa Mangano Newman a dog
2: yeah this is almost old news in
1: latest yeah I know but okay he doesn't act presidentially. You don't respond to shit like this. It you certain, makes me crazy.
2: Nixon you certainly don't go lower. Nixon
1: is rolling over in his grave. He's yeah. like, "How did I? How, what, how? This is." He is the the least president. You don't tweet like a twelve yeah. year old girl. You don't insult people.
2: Yeah. Well, a, we calls we, a dog. Yeah. So uh, we we all we all agree. Uh, so on that note, uh, Omarosa apparently was pre was already taping people in the way, and she's saying how like she has all this information to expose because she was secretly taping everyone. Um, it leads to this discussion about apparently Trump is very aggressive with all these non-disclosure agreements. But my thing about non-disclosure agreements is. Um, uh, if it's criminal, you can't enforce it. And I want to know who in fucking contract law, how come there isn't this idea of like some things you just can't contractually obligate people to.
1: Here, this is the tweet and it's so offensive on so many levels yeah. and it astounds me that this is our president who did this. When you
0: give a crazed, let me do it in his voice, when you give a crazed crying low-life up and give her a job at the White House, I guess it just didn't work out. Good work by General Kelly for quickly firing that dog
2: so there's also tape of him calling Omarosa saying like oh they fired you oh I didn't know that so so the very next words out of his mouth are are that tweet right there like good work for firing her oh when you're talking to her about getting fired you're like oh I'm sorry that happened how the hell So, oh
1: he says oh the dog comment has nothing to do with race yeah but the crying lowlife part does
2: well also Jesus Christ also like we gotta back up see this is one of those things that we're so into the fight we're not looking at it correctly and um mr president why did you hire a low life dog to work in the white house <laughs> Like uh, everyone that they fire is suddenly, oh, we knew he was evil. He's the evil one. Wait a minute. How did you? Why did you hire him if you knew? Like if I know someone's, a, 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 you know, not going to work out, I don't hire him in the first place. You know, like I, I mean, I've been but saying
1: like, he's trying to start a race war too. She says Omarosa no, Trump's trying to start a race wrong. war. And there's lots of sex in the White House.
2: He's not trying to start a race war. He's trying to defend his own narcissistic image of himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, to start a race war would imply that he cares about. White people. He only cares about Donald Trump and Omarosa coming with this shit. It's like, look, we already know he's a racist. Omarosa. She. She. She has Linda Tripp syndrome. Do you remember Linda Tripp? Yeah, that was with the... the best friend, allegedly, of Monica Lewinsky, yeah. who exposed... She secretly taped Monica Lewinsky and then turned it over to the FBI. Oh, that's, that's terrible. Started- and it's like, the reason she did it, because that narcissistic whack thinks that this- she was the aggrieved party, that she was being insulted, like she thought she was the centerpiece of this thing. And Omarosa, too, thinks she's the center. And that everyone else is a bit player around her, and that her exposure of him saying the N-word is somehow gonna prove he's we already have all the proof. Everyone who wants to believe already believes, and everyone who doesn't want to believe is not going to be persuaded. But but she is just so and at, at every level of this, it's like, wait, why were you taping people? Like she already knew it was gonna end badly and she needed to have leverage and was using yeah. this as a stepping stone That's for her you know. Now it's not there's no one to feel sorry for In this whole thing You know Because Trump is also Like you say Like calling her a dog and yeah. And, and di- like He hired her Because she was the best you Remember what he said Remember what he said He was only going to hire The best people And every time these best, the best Well every time One of these best people Turns out to be like The lying kind of scumbag that he would hang out with. He then tries to say that they knew that they were, you know, like my pathological lawyer joke about Cohen. If you knew he was so bad, why did you hire him in the first place? But the N word.
1: I mean, she. There's a tape of him saying the N word. Who says it? Who says the N word? He likes to say it.
2: Wait a minute. Okay, here's my theory on that. The president Uh, is in a state of mental decline. Trump fucked her, right? I guess over, not
1: necessarily. No, no, he, it's.
2: I think she's kind of woman scorned about this being fired. by like, she fucked Trump somewhere between The Apprentice. You think? And the what? Yeah, I do. Th- I do think so. And I think the tape is of Trump fucking her and dropping a few n bombs during the dirty park dirty talk phase. No. Of the, that's my. Hey, prove me wrong. Right now, you're prove writing a me joke wrong. Right now. Prove me wrong. Prove me. It's quite. Pl- it, it does seem. It does seem like. The way she remember when she said you're gonna bow down to President Trump, he's gonna make you bow down. That's the type of shit some fucking fake news trick would say about her abusive boyfriend. You know, um, in my mind, she. I she's feel definitely, like all of this is is distraction
1: from whatever else. Is so one oh, of the things
2: distractions from further.
1: One of the things that my brother and I actually connected on is he doesn't like Trump either so that's a thing yeah yeah so Trump is I couldn't believe it because I thought you're a Republican scumbag he's like no 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 that guy's that guy's I hope uh, you didn't call
2: your brother a scumbag no I didn't (laughs) (laughs) I knew you didn't didn't, I thought that in my head
1: Um, Um, and you know what but he said he's like a hypocrite like he says one thing and doesn't others he says that he doesn't like immigrants and then he is best friends with Putin so it's like, huh? There's this. There's he pointed out a couple hypocrisies. And yeah. It's like, oh.
2: Well, okay. While we're on the subject of your brother and everything, um, what, what, what you have to recognize in all your interactions from now on with Republicans and such, and even people on air, you have to realize that we've both been manipulated by Cambridge Analytics. That both of us have been both both oh. liberals and conservatives have been wedged and pushed to sides and, manip- and lied to lied to in ways that we want to believe like if someone you hate if some chick you hate is talking to your boyfriend you automatically assume it's for the worst possible thing. And if you heard that they that did fuck, you would believe it. even though there's no time that they could have fucked. Like you know where your boyfriend is at all times. You, you know what I mean? Like you- it's because you want to hate that chick. You know, even though she's asking for directions to the zoo, you're, when you see them talking, you're already like hating on it. And, the, and Cambridge Analytics and Russian bots took, I think tax rate should be 28%. No, I think it should be 32%. They took issues like that and put a wedge between us that has driven us, driving us to a fucking civil war and armed insurrections. Like, we are... We've both been lied to. We've both been manipulated. And to hear your brother be like, wow, this guy's a lying hypocrite. It doesn't matter that the lies turn out to be in his tax favor. He's aware that this guy will lie in a heartbeat. And in the long run, that's a bad strategy. Because you'll get all suckered in and then he'll lie to you because he's a liar. You know, it doesn't matter that the lies benefit you right now if you're really honest about it. And and we've all got to recognize that the next time you want to call someone a libtard or 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 a republicant, or, yeah, Republican, you, yeah, you yeah. can't. You got to remember, they're just as fucking lied to and manipulated and off base as we are. We don't even recognize our own disorientation. Sure. And and we're certainly not recognizing the fact that hey man, these guys have been manipulated too. And, and what used to be just like honest disagreements over the dinner table has turned to like I'm unfriending I'm sure uh, I, I threaten second amendment solutions that right. means shooting somebody right that's right. armed yeah. that's a fucking violent threat right yeah. and yeah. like the guns
0: and, oh my god and guns. even to the point where oh like oh my god guns and and
2: and, and L- liberals are like, we should punch them in the face. <laughs> you know, like, we got to revoke their free speech privileges. Yeah, yeah. Like, wait, man, is everybody crazy? Like, we're all so goddamn off base. Well,
1: it's, I do believe that they're trying to stoke a race war. That And it's not even a race it's war. A, it's more of a, it's a, a it's money a war. It's a war. war. It's a class war. It's a class
2: war. It's a class war. And um, the funny thing about a class war, uh, the rich don't have enough people to start a class war. They need to sucker some poor people to do their fighting for them. Yeah. So the class war, if it was a real class war, it'd be over in a second. Uh, and well, because we'd be the military, the rich. well, the military, <laughs> the military is, is all poor is people. All poor people. So
1: we just have to get the military people and be
2: like, <laughs> well, if, like I said, if it's, it's a real class war, war, it's like, hey, what class am I in? Yeah, I'm exactly. A, you know, I am a have not. Yeah. The uh, uh, the idea, but but but. It's the idea, so and it's like a wildfire now that it doesn't need any more. It's stoking itself. Yeah. Like they don't even need to manipulate us anymore. We're already falling off the fucking bench uh, of each other's issues. You know?
1: I mean, I just try to be nice to each other. Yeah. I, I mean, ugh.
2: And because when you really get down to it. If you can, and and like some of the lies are so like we're we're currently believing current li- lies about ourselves and about them that's helping stoke our like I can't believe these fucking Republicans, and it's like wait a minute, actually not true. There there aren't any. No one actually believes that. We're just it's the lie that we're we're programmed to believe that's, yeah. that we sucker right into.
1: Um to end the show on a super happy note um, I'm going to tell everybody the thing I discovered yesterday that is really going to make my life exponentially happier Uh, I found a $2 bear claw and it's really good it's at the Grand Bakery on 18th and Mission right in front of the bus stop they have bear claws they're only $2 and it had Uh. so many almonds on it and it had almond paste in the middle that was like they'd added a little flour and a little something so that it was like it's on mission at 18th street and it's called grand bakery and they have very delicious donuts but i got their i couldn't believe it was two dollars i mean it's gonna be hard not to eat one a day because they're so good And they're like, homemade donuts, that's way better than anything at Safeway. And, God, there's this one place, and I fucking hate them, and it's called Pat and Joey's, and it's up here on Folsom and 21st. And everything, they had, I had a $3.50 croissant, and I had like a couple almonds. I thought there'd be almonds in the middle. There's no almonds in the middle. I was so disappointed. But this bear claw from Grand Bakery on Mission and 18th, $2.00. It was so big. It had this almond filling all the way throughout, and a really nice Danish, like a puffy, bready Danish, almost like a croissant, but not. It was that Danishy stuff. And then that that like marzipan, fran in the center. Ugh, two bucks? Are you kidding me? Anyway, dang. Yeah, go buy get one. And the other thing they have that's super delicious, and I think they're even cheaper. It's a hot dog that's wrapped in like a croissant. That they bake, but it's like a more like pig a bread a blanket kind of like a pig in a blanket.
2: It's so good. There's some uh, that's that's like an Asian Danish yeah, uh, Asian uh, pastry Danish. thing that I've seen. Um, Say so, hey, while we're on positive notes, not yeah. only am I on PamTastics at eight o'clock on Friday this week. I'm also teaching roller skating at the Church of 8 Wheels on Fell and Fillmore at one from 1 to 2 on Saturday.
0: Ah. And
2: the 2 to 3 session is also open if anyone wants to bring their friends and do like a semi-private session of
1: learning learn how roller to
2: roller skating.
1: Do you teach them how to like do the front back thing and spin around?
2: Uh, it depends on what. The, mostly I get like pretty raw beginners who just need to learn how to not fall on Completely face. collapse on skates. Gotcha. And um, Sometimes it's someone who can skate but wants to learn a few more things or just needs a more controlled session and a a few pointers and some... uh, I pretty much uh, take you, you know, uh, how to stand, how to fall. Falling is the best skill you can have. Yeah. How to go, how to stop, how to go a little bit better, uh, and then uh, turning. Turning. And backwards. And backwards. Shoot the duck is next, right? Uh yeah you better be proficient at backwards uh, and then we'll start doing tricks so or couple I can do couples dancing as well do you
1: have different skates for when you skate indoors and outdoors do you have special
2: wheels for like your outdoor street skating? There are such a thing, but I do not normally change wheels very frequently, and uh, i I kind of like the idea of like this is what I'm working with no matter what surface I'm on gotcha um uh, that does change slightly and I actually need a new pair of inline skates like if I'm street skating and I because I have much more stopping power with my um, inline skates than I do with, with my quads blades is a brand name inlines is the style gotcha Yeah.
1: well you can always skate on down here and do some skate I might, you can dance to the karaoke I outside might,
2: I might noise pop afterwards I was thinking about that exactly like after my sessions
1: skate down and pass out cars hey church A wheels learn how to skate there's gonna be 30,000 extra people come into this neighborhood in this tiny little couple blocks and every year I try to take advantage of it and I feel like this year I finally put together this <laughs> year like, sure, I got it well I think I put it together where I've got enough volunteers to go out to the bandwagon stage and because it's a little more organized and it's all the bands from bandwagon and noise pop's going to make announcements after the band and before the band hey did you love Small Crush go over to Mutiny Radio and you can listen to them have an interview hey the Total Bettys were amazing want to hear them live go over to Mutiny Radio we're going to have an interview you know, what? what to the audience, you have questions for Fan? You have questions for Merrick of the Dodos? Come on over, ask him, raise your hand. Let's get to know him. We got a 30 seat. Anyway, so they're going to talk about it on stage. So I think that this year, we're going to get some... And the way I have it, you know, scheduled that way, and then there's comedy in between. And there's something going on, you know? Yeah, there's
2: something there. There's definitely something there.
1: Yeah. It'll, we'll see. Hopefully people come to sing karaoke because
0: two to five dollar donation super fun impress
1: I, your friends it's I, on a tape you can take it home you can
2: apparently people love karaoke
1: they I love karaoke I love karaoke who doesn't
2: love karaoke I don't uh, necessarily
1: it's about choosing the right songs yeah uh, we were talking about it last night one of my favorite songs is Africa by Toto because everyone wants to sing so it's such a fun song to sing
2: well uh, here's, here, here's you a to belt too you want to know what's really wrong commit. with karaoke I'll tell you what's wrong with karaoke um, not everyone deserves to be a performer.
1: There's- That's what karaoke is about. Everyone deserves to be a performer.
2: Yeah, I disagree.
1: But karaoke is what makes it so everyone can be a performer.
2: Right. and I. But having to sit through all these people whose ego is way out... In, uh, overinflated versus their ability i mean you, you you've seen those you think you can dance auditions right like the first couple of weeks is all about the motherfuckers who suck and have no goddamn idea how bad they suck uh. and uh that effect um, it'd be different if we lived in small villages and everyone had to sing and that sort of thing uh, but, but we have too much access to real entertainment and we have too much complicated lives and these people who dominate the fucking karaoke scene for their own Ego strokes or whatever is going on.
1: I just like to sing. It's fun to belt, and you don't usually get I get, get how the that's fun
2: for you, and you're a better than average singer, so I, I can dig it. But some of these karaoke things are just horrible. People drunk and just screaming out their song for their own. It's it's a public masturbation thing that I don't see why I have to sit through it.
1: Yeah, you shouldn't go to karaoke. See, I love that whole thing. I love dancing to people. I love it when they're so bad. They're so bad. But the, the beauty of karaoke is that it's not about your talent. It's about how hard you try. So if you try really hard, then you win. That's all it is. It's putting your inside on the outside. Yeah. It's committing and it's trying really hard. And, and if you suck and you keep trying and you finish it, then you're fucking awesome. You're fucking awesome. I love karaoke. Apparently. Okay. thanks for being here Matthew Quirk this oh, you was welcome. really fun Yeah. Uh, this has been the AltaCast thanks to Matthew Quirk for hanging out Latoya the Sheriff of Truth for calling in um, come join us Noise Pop Block Party this Saturday we're going to interview cool bands we're going to have great comedians and you're going to sing karaoke uh- <laughs> I,
2: I might do one. yeah <laughs> thanks man
1: alright bye everybody
2: Mutiny Radio. FM has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs>
1: Time and we're ready to groove in the mission for the sixth annual noise pop block party. It's free Saturday, August 18th from noon to 6 p.m. with bands Empress of, Jeff Rosenstock, The Marias, The She's, Small Crush, The Total Bettys, and more. Come to Mutiny Radio for special programming all afternoon, including live comics, karaoke on the radio for donations, and
4: interviews with main stage bands. Bring your family, friends, neighbors, and dogs on August August 18th to benefit mission language and vocational school and celebrate the peak of
1: sunshine. For more info, check out the noise pop block party website at www.20thstreetblockparty.com. you.
3: with, 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 with,
0: with, 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 Diamond D. Let the life flourish with fang.com. They have a fun time at Pam Tastics Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off, for... <laughs> it's in duty, this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks, you know, or, uh,
4: Hey guys, how's it going? Pretty great, I'm sure. Um, we have a little announcement for you. A PSA of sorts. Yes. Uh, listen to Cowards every 10am to 11 on Mutiny Radio. On Fridays! Yay! For some sweet, scared storytelling. Please do it. We need you. <laughs> so badly. Yes. All okay. Goodbye. And Goodbye.
0: And all the kissing is kissing.
1: Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast.
0: That is flat black plastic.
4: My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long... It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. michael spiegelman and i am carl not spiegelman join us every sunday 2 to 4 p.m pacific standard time on mutinyradio.fm for let's watch a full-length movie
2: on oh.